Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 143 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Romans chapter 7 today, and our focus is on how are we slaves to sin and who can rescue us. So every day we read the Word of God one chapter at a time, and we discuss it and seek to obey it. Our goal, of course, is to involve as many people as possible in reading and living the Word of God. I do want to welcome some new listeners today from Bihar, India, Lagos, Nigeria, Parts Unknown, Spain, Auburn, Maine, St. Louis, Missouri, Monterey, California, and Waco, Texas. Thank you for listening. Please do check out our webpage, Bible2021.com. You can find the complete notes for the show there for each episode, as well as a contact page if you want to send us a message or ask a question. And if you get a chance, it'd be great if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. So yesterday, we talked about death leading to eternal and abundant life, and today we begin talking about slavery, but our main focus is on freedom. In today's passage, the Apostle Paul, the highly regarded writer of so many books of Scripture, everybody knows who Paul is, and maybe the most fruitful evangelist of Jesus that ever lived is going to tell us that he is a wretched slave to sin, and so are we. So Romans seven fourteen begins, we know that the law is spiritual, but I'm of the flesh, sold as a slave under sin. For I do not understand what I'm doing because I do not practice what I want to do, but I do what I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, I agree with the law that it is good. So now I am no longer the one doing it, but it's sin living in me. For I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh. For the desire to do what is good is with me, but there's no ability to do it. For I do not do the good that I want to do, but I practice the evil that I do not want to do. Now, if I do what I do not want, I am no longer the one that does it, but it is the sin that lives in me. So I discover this law. When I want to do what is good, evil is present with me. For in my inner self, I delight in God's law, but I see a different law in the parts of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and taking me prisoner to the law of sin in the parts of my body. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, With my mind, I myself am serving the law of God, but with my flesh, the law of sin. So this is one of the most profound and just utterly honest and transparent pieces of scripture in the entire Bible. I can really so identify with what Paul is saying here, and I bet you can too. This does not give us a license to sin, of course, but it does show that inside the heart of every follower of Jesus, there is this war, this struggle going on between the desires of the flesh and the desires of the spirit. I can't put it better than what the way Paul did in verses 22 and 23. He says that in the deepest part of himself, his inner self, he delights in God's law. He knows it's good. He wants to follow God's word. That said, though, Paul says, in his body, he sees a different law that fights against his mind, that fights against his ever self, inner self, one that tries to make him a prisoner to the law of sin. In other words, he wants to do what is right because he's been transformed by Jesus, but yet the the flesh still has that dead sin in it that wants to do wrong. 
I have had sometimes had well-meaning Christians try to tell me that Paul wasn't really struggling with sin when he wrote Romans 7, but he was talking about maybe um, his past life before he, he met Jesus uh, or something along those lines. But honestly, I don't see any cause to believe it that in this passage uh, that Paul is doing anything but talking about his current life as a Christian, waging war against the desires of the flesh. Romans 7 seems to be Paul transparently outlining his ongoing struggle with the desires of the old person, the flesh, the sin nature, those all kind of mean the same thing, and his deeper desires to follow God's spirit. It's a battle. The spiritual life is often a battle between the flesh and the spirit, our desires and what God calls us to do, and the stakes are very, very, very high. As Galatians 6, 8, 9 tells us, Paul says there, For whatever a person sows, he will also reap, because the one who sows to his flesh will reap destruction from the flesh, but the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. Let's not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. Now, sowing and reaping, that's not in our language very much, unless you're a farmer, but it's talking about planting seed. And and in this context, what Paul is saying is, if you live your life fulfilling the desires of the flesh, you're going to get destruction from that. But if you live your life fulfilling the way of the Spirit, the leading of the Spirit, you're going to reap eternal life from that. I love how John Amazing Grace Newton talks about this struggle between the flesh and the spirit in a letter he sent to a friend. He wrote, Yet, alas, I still charge myself with a great want of watchfulness and diligence. The enemy Satan cannot destroy my foundation, but he spreads many nets for my feet to weaken me and to capture me and to interrupt my peace. And to my shame, I must confess he too often prevails. The Lord in great mercy preserves me from such sins as would dishonor my profession he was a pastor, and a mercy I desire to esteem it, for I can infer from my heart, says Newton, what my life would be like if I were left to myself. I hate sin. I long to be delivered from it, but it is still in me and works in me, says Newton. Then he quotes Paul, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me? I bless God for Jesus Christ, my Lord. To his grace, I commend each of you. That's John Newton, who's fast becoming one of my all-time favorite preachers. I love John Newton. Well, let's read our passage in Romans 7 and see where hope for us lies in the midst of this terrible struggle with the flesh and with sin. Romans chapter 7, verse 1, in the Christian Standard Bible. Since I am speaking to those who know the law, brothers and sisters, don't you know that the law rules over someone as long as he lives? For example, a married woman is legally bound to her husband while he lives, but if her husband dies, she is released from the law regarding the husband. So then, if she is married to another man while her husband is living, she will be called an adulteress, but her If her husband dies, she is free from that law. Then if she's married to another man, she's not an adulteress. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you also were put to death in relation to the law through the body of Christ so that you may belong to another. You belong to him who was raised from the dead in order that we may bear fruit for God. For when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions aroused through the law were working in us to bear fruit for death. But now... We've been released from the law since we have died to what held us so that we may serve in the newness of the Spirit and not in the old letter of the law. 
What should we say then? Is the law sin? Absolutely not. But I would have not have known sin if it were not for the law. For example, I would not have known what it is to covet if the law had not said, do not covet. And sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, produced in me coveting of every kind. For apart from the law, sin is dead. Once I was alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin sprang to life again, and I died. The commandment that was meant for life resulted in death for me. For sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, deceived me, and through it killed me. So then, the law is holy, and the commandment is holy, and just as good. Therefore, did what is good become death to me? Absolutely not. But sin, in order to be recognized as sin, was producing death in me through what is good, so that through the commandment, sin might become sinful beyond measure. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold as a slave under sin, for I do not understand what I'm doing, because I do not practice what I want to do, but I do what I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, I agree with the law that it is good. So now I am no longer the one doing it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh, for the desire to do what is good is with me, but there is no ability to do it. For I do not do the good that I want to do, but I practice the evil that I do not want to do. Now, if I do what I do not want, I am no longer the one that does it, but it is the sin that lives in me. So I discover this law. When I want to do what is good, evil is present with me, for in my inner self I delight in God's law, but I see a different law in the parts of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and taking me prisoner to the law of sin in the parts of my body. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with my mind, I myself am serving the law of God, but with my flesh, the law of sin. So I love Romans 7. First, because it's just so honest, vulnerable, real, genuine, transparent, whatever you want to call it. It's that. It's just true. And it's insight into Paul. And that's great because I appreciate honesty and I have no patience for pretend piety. I also love Romans 7 even more because of how it ends. Verse 24, Paul says, What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Christ Jesus our Lord. So look, that's the exact, that that verse is the exact and proper focus and posture for a saint of God, a mature follower of Christ. Number one, the realization that we have been saved by Jesus, but we're still in a corrupt body of death that desires to sin. And, you know, that makes us a wretched man. And number two, most importantly, We have been rescued by God through Jesus, and he's putting that old nature to death and bringing new life to us, sanctifying us through and through that his desires would become our desires. Thanks be to God for his amazing grace that saved a wretch like Paul and me and you, if you are a wholehearted follower of Jesus. Well, let us close with our Bible memory verse for the month of May, Matthew 28. 18 through 20, Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Good day, friends, and Godspeed.